All right, y'all, you know I have to stop and take a second to talk about Beefy Marketing because, as always, this thing would not happen without them. Beefy Marketing is a podcast resource for anyone, no matter where they're at in their podcasting journey. From starting a podcast and needing branding to needing an extra hand with editing and show notes, they have it all. They can help plan your show, create artwork, intros and outros, record episodes, edit episodes, and so much more. On that note, if you haven't checked out the Beefy Marketing channel on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, there's a variety of shows out there for anyone's taste. According to the Castles is one awesome show Amy and Trey do. They talk all about faith and family and fitness. So if you're looking for that lifestyle podcast, man, they really are right up that alley for somebody that just wants to talk to someone that's in the same journey as them. Then, of course, we've got Business Growth Hacks. Business Growth Hacks is an awesome podcast for people who are looking, business owners specifically, that are looking to hack their marketing and learn all the things that marketing agencies like Beefy is doing for you absolutely for free. So that's a resource for business owners that you have to hit up. And then finally, last but not least, Sailor Jimmy Show. Man, the Sailor Jimmy podcast is your one-stop shop for raw takes on current events, sports, news, and everything in between. Check out that channel and talk to Beefy Marketing about getting your podcast started today. Tell me your story. Tell me your story. How did it all start? Do you remember? Oh, I know what happened. How did it stop? You're now tuned into the Small Business Origins Podcast. I love an origin story. Each week, we dive into the real stories of entrepreneurs and businesses from across the nation. Who is he and what's his origin story? Who started with just an idea and are now making waves. I told you this was a good idea. This is Small Business Origins. Oh yeah, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Origins. You are now tuned in to our nationwide search for entrepreneurs that have a story to tell. And joining us virtually in our studio is an entrepreneur that wants to do just that. I've got Perry Allison with Power Up. Perry, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Heck yeah, it's our pleasure. This one is one of those episodes where I just kind of don't know much about you and I'm pretty excited to learn about what you're doing. Seems like you got some really cool stuff going on over there, but we always start our episode out with an icebreaker question. So we have to hop into that first. When someone finds out what you do or where you're from, what question do they always ask you? Well, I now live in Dallas, Texas. I originally spent 30 years in California. So inevitably, that's a question I get asked a lot. Where are you from? It just kind of comes off of me, apparently, that I'm not from around here. (laughs) And when they find out I'm from California, generally, they follow it up with a question, something like, how dare you? Right. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, uh, it's often just, you know, asking me about my experience growing up in California and then just what seems to be a drastic transition for California's coming to Texas, just culturally and just assimilating. So yep. it's generally how the transition's going. Yeah, for me, man, born and raised right here in Texas. And Heck yeah. the one thing that it seems like Texans always get asked when someone finds out you're from Texas is, is it hot? How's the weather down there? And uh, the answer is always, yes, it's hot. I don't know. You're So you're in Dallas. So the weather is a little different in Dallas, but... Y'all still have some hot summers and y'all still have some hot weather, but you get a little bit more cold than we do as far as, you know, the seasons go. For us, man, I may be in a hoodie right now or a jacket right now, but this is kind of the first time, you know, this week was the first time I really got to bust this out and actually wear it because it has just been 
85, 95, 105, depending on how far back you go. Winter just got here for us in South Texas. I don't know about y'all in Dallas. Yeah, no, it arrived uh, this past weekend. And today we hit 39 degrees here on the uh, thermometer. So we're bundling up. And it that was honestly one of the most surprising things coming to Dallas. I expected the heat, but uh, did not expect how cold it can get here in the winter. So that was a surprise. Yeah, man, it, it definitely happens. So what brought you to Texas from California? Yeah, so in 2020... Everything really shut down, as you know. Our industry in particular, we support commercial fitness centers without getting too much into the business side of things. We support commercial fitness spaces. And so our customers were shut down for the next 18 months. And that really prompted this this moment of decision where it's like, okay, we got to go to an open market, go to a place where customers are open and need our services. So that was a big piece. And then we've got young kids. So being able to bring them more into a community with other similarly aged families and getting them into good school systems. So those are a couple items that definitely brought us over. Yeah, I will say, you know, of course I'm biased because I grew up here, but Southern hospitality is a real thing in Texas. And I have some of the best relationships that I've ever made in my life with neighbors who started out as strangers. And it's like now they've got the the code to my garage door. They've got the code to my front door and I kind of trust them with my life, you know? And like you said, especially having kids, I've got three of my own and it's like, Hey, it's nice to have someone I can rely on where if we're in that emergency situation, I could say, go to the neighbor's house and I don't have to be concerned that something's going to happen to them. I loved Cali. Of course we were like South LA, SoCal, and it was beautiful weather. The weather was amazing. And from what I hear stays that way all the time. Definitely though, the culture was just a different reality. Like it was a hundred percent different. There were some very nice people there. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not as warm and welcoming as Texas is. That's, that's a fact. I think everyone kind of stays to their own business, but what was really nice is I think I enjoy being in Southern California now more than I ever did when I lived there. It's it's yeah. almost like if you're living in the cake, you don't know that it's cake right. until you step out of it and you get some other variety. And now just kind of with that experience, being able to go back there, visit, really enjoy the weather because it's, it's a luxury, you know, and enjoy the beautiful landscape, the variety of things to do there. So I actually really like the dichotomy now of living in Dallas and being able to still have those those roots in California. All right. So normally we're going to jump right into who our guest is, right? That would normally be my next question, but man, I heard that you're doing some type of event, a toy drive of sorts for like a hundred kids or something. And I know that, you know, thank you so much for offering to send beefy marketing here is doing our own toy drive toys for tots. We've got two big old boxes. We've got reels on Instagram. You can check out and you have graciously decided that you're going to mail us a toy that we can throw in that. So thank you for that. But tell us all about what you're doing for the kids up there. Heck yeah. And this is the fifth year that we've participated in this event and partnered with uh, the big brothers, big sisters organization of Orange County, Southern California. I'm a big brother. I have a little brother that I, I uh, have a relationship with there through through them. And it's just their organization's been fantastic with supporting fatherless children or disenfranchised families with mentorship. And then during the holiday season, they actually sponsor about 500 kids in Orange County. So we've taken about a fifth of, of their children. And man, when I say it's one of the most rewarding things that we do as a company, one of the greatest team building things, 
That is not an understatement because we actually deliver the gifts to the kids themselves on the day of the event. And it's just been tremendous. And a couple of years back, not to go into a big, long story, but we did this same event. Two weeks later, long story short, we found, my family and I found ourselves in a situation where we were in the hospital with my son, possibly looking at some very serious situations. It didn't turn out to be, thank God, but police officers actually came into his room and donated a gift to him and gave him a gift because it was right around Christmas. So it just like... It just hit me like a whirlwind, just the impact that it makes to see that people have gone out of the way to donate, to care about you when they don't have a relationship with you and just the type of impact that can, that can make and the message it sends to, to kids as they grow up, realizing that people have sacrificed in that way is tremendous. So well done to, to you and your team for, for participating in that as well. It's just uh, creates such tremendous impact. Yeah, man, community is important, I think. And uh, I would say that most successful businesses probably realize that and give back in some way. And it's something that comes natural for us. You know, that's why we do this podcast. It's like your business may be doing so well that you don't need any help. But the point is, we still want to be here to be a resource and provide these stories to connect with audiences who hopefully enjoy listening. You know, they come back every episode and listen to some more. And then on top of that, kids, man, they are the only, well, I'd say animals too, kids and animals, like they do nothing wrong for the most part, right? You know, they deserve to be taken care of. They rely on us. And it's like, we have to step in as adults in this society to take care of these children, because even though some of these kids may have parents, they sometimes just can't take care of them the way that they need to. And they need a little bit of help. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a, it's a great thing to do. So I'm happy that we're involved with Toys for Tots. I'm happy that we have those two big boxes up there. I hope we fill them up before it goes. You may not know this. Full-time, I'm a firefighter. So I actually ride as an officer on a fire truck for 48 hours. And then when I'm off for that four days, if it's a weekday, I'm here in the office working, doing this as well. And then on the side, I'm also an entrepreneur. And we have our own event services company. So I've got quite the busy schedule But at the firehouse, we have a really cool one we do citywide, and it's Holidays with Heroes. And so we take all of our public works employees, our fire department, police department, and even partnered with Northwest Community Health, our EMS partner. And we get all these emergency vehicles in a long caravan. We load up, I think it is somewhere around 100 kids or so. We load them up and we just take a whole caravan to Walmart, and each kid gets to spend about $300 at Walmart buying whatever they want. And I'll tell you... The biggest eye opener I ever had was when I participated in it last year and I'm watching kids with these other people, other coworkers of mine, and they're going down the aisles and they're not picking out $300 toys. They're not picking out Xboxes. They're not picking out video games. They're picking out pillow covers and socks and underwear and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, break my heart, man. These kids are looking for the necessities. And again, you know, most of these kids are a part of Tomball ISD, our school district here, and they have parents, they have stuff that's being done for them, they're eating. It's just sometimes they don't get those nice necessities we take for granted, like having a new pair of socks or underwear or, you know, something else. And then the one that really makes you tear jerk is when they're like, you know what, I want to get this toy for my sister and I want to get this toy for my brother because they just... Even though we're giving to them, they still have a giving heart and they want to give to others. And it's like, dude, that's the most heart wrenching thing 
to see that. And it's like, I'm going to put another 300 on top of this out of my own money. Like, I want to help you too, you know? So it is really cool. I'm glad we talked about that. I'm glad y'all are doing something. I find it so important. But man, let's hop into you. What's your origin story and where'd you come from before you were an entrepreneur? Yeah. So, I mean, not trying to intentionally connect the situation or the story of the types of families that were involved with helping, but that that is where I started. Low-income family, drugs, dysfunction, kind of the whole nine yards, experiencing that throughout my childhood, throughout my high school years from about 12 to 16, I was homeless with my mother. So being able to impact children and families that are, that find themselves in the same situations. And to your point, you know, a lot of times these, these children, I mean, all the time, they're a victim of the circumstance. And most of the time it is unfortunately propagated by the the parents, you know, making poor choices or just not, not really considering the, the children's well-being or their experience. And so to be able to, to impact those families is a big time mission for me, but yeah, started just kind of not with very many resources, financial security, let alone stability. And so out of that, I, uh, I found that entrepreneurship, business ownership was really a way out from those, those hard times that I had known. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I relate with that so well. So I'm just sitting here listening, like, you know, I wasn't homeless, thank God. But if I wasn't working as a child uh, to help my mom pay bills, then I very well could have been. I came from a place that was very lucky, very spoiled. We vacationed every year. Uh, my parents were together, all that stuff. And then when my parents divorced, I was about nine. And that's when it really just turned around. And it was like, okay, we've we've got nothing. My mom was kind of a single mom. And, you know, same thing, dealing with parents that were into drugs, parents that had all of these things that kind of circled them and influenced them. Not that they didn't want to provide for their child, because I was I think I had some of the best parents in the world. I, I learned some great lessons from them. I have no complaints. I wouldn't change a thing, but definitely divorce kind of hit us hard and really took away everything we had. And I went from getting a pool table for my game room for Christmas, along with a slew of other gifts to, I was a recipient of some of these toy drives. I got toys dropped off from my elementary school because my mom couldn't afford to buy anything for Christmas. I remember one year... She told me, and, and parents, plug your kids' ears if they're listening right now. I don't want to spoil anything, but she said, Santa Claus brought you a controller for your game that you've had for a long time. And that was it. She couldn't afford to get me anything. And it was like, she would rather me believe that Santa brought me something and give that gift from him than say, nope, I had $20 left to my name and I decided to buy you a gift with that. So very rough upbringing on, on that side because my grandparents would take care of us a lot, but then they divorced too. And it was like, where do you go from here? You know, you've got no support. My mom doesn't have her parents to provide and help her in her rough time. And then I kind of went down that same thing. And then similarly, man, it just, it went from, I'm going to get a job to help my mom pay bills to, I'm going to get a job to support at the time, my girlfriend and I and our child by ourselves. And then it just became, I can't live on what's basically minimum wage. So I'm going to create a company so that I can start supplementing my income. So that's a, 
man, I've never related so hard to somebody that I'm talking to on a podcast. This is great. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's bad for no, us, right? But <laughs> no, and what's great, I mean, like you said, you're like, well, I don't know if my story is like yours. And, and truthfully, my story isn't going to even compare with others who are listening right now or, sure. or some of the people that we try and impact yep. through the, the toy drive life. They're going to, their situation is far worse. And so I think the valuable thing and with the podcast that your audience here is, what's so powerful is being able to connect people's stories and say, look, you may not be able to relate to Perry, but Sam next week, you're going to find connection with them and their story. And that's what it's all about. You know, being able to give back from your story, allow somebody to be able to connect with your experience and see what they have done with that and know that it's also possible for you to make that change. And that's just the impact we're trying to make. And, and like, likewise, I want to change a single thing, not the struggle of it. The yep. struggle is what, has created the fuel for the progress. And so all of it, you know, now in hindsight is a, uh, is a blessing. If things would have been different or a little bit easier, more comfortable, I wouldn't have become this version of myself now. So a hundred percent. And that's one thing that kept me going too, was knowing that I don't have it the worst. You know, there's people out there that would listen to you and I right now and be like, wow, they don't know how lucky they had it. And it's like, no, yeah. no, 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 I do. Yeah. I know how lucky I was but I just never forget where I came from either. So that's right. So whenever you transitioned out of that stuff and started doing the entrepreneur journey, where are you at now? And, and what is this company? Tell me about it. Yeah. So I started my primary company, my first company in 2009 when I was 19 years old and it was a service company. I started with zero dollars. Uh, I was fixing exercise equipment. <laughs> and so basically I could do a thing that was valuable and in demand. So I went and I, did that as much as I possibly could, started to hire a few people. And then in, in 2018, I really came to what I, I call an operator breakpoint, where you just basically run into this wall where you're expending all of your energy, all of your mental energy, your physical energy, like everything is just absolutely maxed out. And so I realized I was a business operator, but I wasn't a business owner. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a leader. I wasn't an entrepreneur. I wasn't leveraging the resources and information of other great business owners. I was just simply trying to run at my max. And, you know, that's where I realized, Hey, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta leverage other people here. If I'm going to grow or just regardless of growth, like if I'm going to be happy again, because in 2018, making the most money I've ever made in my life, I was my most frustrated that I've ever been. And that includes my upbringing and all that. So it was just such a trap that I set for myself. And so now I understand that a lot of business owners find themselves in that very place, that hamster wheel where they're just sustaining the day to day. They think that they're the only ones who care and can do what they do. And, you know, it is really sad. It's not something you'll see on a commercial uh, to say, help the business owners right now. But, <laughs> you know, business owners, they're the backbone of our society. They make payroll, they prop up our economy, or our economy suffers because small business is a doing well. So my passion is to support business owners with those tools, mentalities, and perceptions that were so pivotal to me to get them out of the hamster wheel. And then the most powerful thing is to impact employees, their team members, because at the same time, the workforce is disenchanted, disengaged, absolutely disinterested with working anywhere, which is why we hear the phenomenons quietly quitting or unlimited PTO, four-day work weeks, they're trying to do less and get the same or more in yep. return. And that, 
that's a human tragedy, being able to reduce your frequency or your output in the name of uh, uh, comfort or my business, my leadership doesn't deserve it. And they're right. Business owners, leaders, we've, we've dropped the ball and bringing them into the vision and first asking them, what's your goals? What, what is it that you're trying to accomplish in life? What fires you up? And then once we understand that, being able to then say, well, this is what we're trying to do here at this company. And I think we can align your personal goals with our mission as a company. Are you interested in, in growing with us? And that just is a very quick snapshot of what Power Up is all about. That's essentially what we do is we leverage human equity and human energy by first connecting with our team members to, to position us for growth and, and just primarily happiness, joy, bringing joy to everybody and, and a sense of controlled growth and, and satisfaction. Man, I, I, again, relating so hard to all of this. You're right. I mean, it's like we have to work ourselves into the ground to get to where we want to be because we're operating a business. And just to back up, you know, you weren't a part of this whenever we called it the Beef Podcast. We actually rebranded recently to Small Business Origins. And our intro for the Beef, that's exactly the intro you would have heard today was small businesses are the backbone of America. And it's it rings so true. And that's why it broke my heart a little bit to lose that intro because you're 100% correct, man. Without small businesses, where do you go? But unfortunately for a lot of small businesses, that that is what you are. You're small. It's a one-man team or a couple of people. It's something that Beefy went through for quite a while, having just Andrew at the helm running everything and then realizing I can't make the sales and do the design work and create the websites and do all of the social media management and do everything else that comes with marketing. It's like, I've got to hire a team. So we've got people doing the production side for our video and audio and, you know, podcasting or whatever that may be people doing the design work for our graphic design, people doing the design work for websites, someone handling social media, everything is split up to where you've got people in a team but what is the difference between using someone like PowerOp and then hiring everybody in-house? So you're still going to need to hire folks in-house, but it's a matter it's a matter of perspective. And what I found is that, especially coming from an upbringing where you don't know financial security, then suddenly tapping into a business, a, a vein in a sense. And so now you're starting to make money. What I found for myself is that you start worshiping the income. You start holding the capital that you're raising on a pedestal as the goal. And so I realized, okay, wait a minute. No, that capital that's coming in needs to be reinvested back into the business. And the goal actually should be impacting and developing our people. So it's that it's as well as relinquishing control over the most senior level operations and processes. You know, I, I thought I was the only one who could do such sensitive operations in my company until I realized that I wasn't that special. A, B, my team saw that I wasn't trusting them to do these essential processes. So they felt like they were outside of the intellectual priority of the operation. And, and three, I wasn't setting up these processes to be simple, repeatable, and the training wasn't available to be able to onboard them into those special processes. So a lot of it is a matter of, yes, of course, systems and perspective on how we approach processes. 
But the foundation of why business owners get stuck in that hamster wheel of I just got to do everything is surprisingly enough, and this kind of blew my mind realizing it, is it is it is a scarcity mindset. It is a matter of if I relinquish control in this way, our business is going to suffer. My team is not going to do it correctly, and we're going to take several steps back. But really, it's in that releasing of the roles and responsibilities is when we actually position our organizations to, to win and, and tap into real engagement from our team, where they start to see their identity and their mission aligning with the company and the success of the company, not the success of a business owner, or I'm just here to make that person successful. Yeah. Getting that buy-in is, uh, is difficult when you have that mindset. And I'll tell you, you know, I hate, I hate that I always have to kind of rely back on beefy, but in the corporate world, that's really not the only experience I have, but right now it's the most current experience that I have. And that's something that I've found that's so different about here versus other places I've worked is that, you know, of course there's rules, right? There's policies, there's a procedure for everything that's done here. But what's so different is that it's a connection between all of us as employees, including the CEO of the company to where, you know, this isn't one of those things like, man, I made a mistake today and now I'm going to get a write up in my file. It's like, no, you made a mistake and here's how it cost us. And what are we going to do to improve that? And then we find that improvement. And then it's like, cool, want to go get a beer? It's not that whole like, okay, you got a write up. And then if you get two more in the next six months, then we're going to have to talk about possible termination. And it's like, no, you're a part of beefy. I own 0% of the company, but whenever I'm at work, I am 100% a partner in this company, just like our video producer, just like our support staff, just like our social media team. Like it is I have to have that ownership and that buy-in. And, and that's something that a lot of companies aren't lucky enough to have. So I love what you're saying there. But specifically when I come to PowerUp, what am I what am I buying into? What am I getting and how do I accomplish that goal through your company? Absolutely. So the very first echelon, we have five different ones or stages of development for the companies that we work with. The very first echelon is getting the leader to break open this leadership lid. So from John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, the law of the lid is the scarcity mindset that I referred to. And so it's a matter of identifying, hey, I've limited the potential in my organization. I need to remove that because the truth is nobody that works for a CEO is going to be able to exceed that person in any way, shape or form. And it sends a very strong message that what I have is the best that you can hope to accomplish here. The car I drive, daily operations, even the joy that you see on my face. If I'm a pleasant, positive person, it sends a signal to my entire team that positivity is available to us here. But if I'm always negative and upset and mad and riding on emotion, they're seeing that as their ultimate destiny if they continue to stay partnered with us. So that's the first echelon. Most important, honestly, is breaking through and uncapping the leader to to deliver real results. The, The following echelons are all about setting up tools to be able to repeat quality processes and outcomes. And so I love what you mentioned in terms of beefy. It is very apparent just basing it on your description there is that the purpose is really well communicated. This is why we exist. And most organizations don't do a good job of that. So we first 
have to align our team's own personal goals, their professional, personal, and financial goals with the mission of the company. So essentially, they have their goals, which are the road. My company, at best, should be the vehicle that they decide to get into to go down that path. And so once that is set up, the purpose is really important to establish. Why does this company exist? And how is my participation in it daily making the world a better place? I love Starbucks. Their goal is not to serve coffee. Their purpose is to impact the world through positivity with one cup at a time. And so it's those big missions and those big visions to get people excited because man does not live by bread alone. That means people don't work for money alone. There's there's purpose and there's a, a mission that's necessary for people to really truly engage. So yeah, it's a matter of alignment in a lot of critical areas to get real buy-in from team members. And then the other half of power op is the actual functional tools to be able to repeat quality outcomes. Gotcha. So is this mostly like coaching and consulting or is it, you know, a, a software or is it a hybrid? Yeah. So it's a mixture. It's a definitely a hybrid of sit down, go through all of your current data. Where do we stand today? And then being able to strategize where that uh, owner wants to be in the future. So we have a few different packages depending on what type of involvement they're interested in us supporting them with. Mm-hmm. It's a coaching platform as well as uh, tools and the different resources, softwares to bring it all together. So it is a culmination of several different um, business strategies that have been proven. It's essentially the uh, specific cocktail, if you will, combination of effective uh, practices that have made my organization successful. And now runs independently. So my leadership team runs the day-to-day as well as the top-level growth initiatives for Premier Fitness Service. And I've pulled out completely from that organization. So ultimately, we have practiced it, we've implemented it, and uh, it continues to work effectively. And so being able to deliver those same results to other business owners is the objective. Yeah, that's the dream, man. I love what you're saying because you know we've had some life coaches on this uh, podcast. And I think that it's so important. People don't realize it's like, you need a mentor, you need a life coach. And when it comes to business, how can you tell me you don't need a business coach? Because where did you learn it from? Did your parents tell you everything you needed to know about business when you were growing up? Or did your parents tell you, you know, like my dad, he taught me everything I knew about entrepreneurship in the nineties and early two thousands but he didn't tell me a damn thing about 2022. So how can I take all the lessons he told me and use that today where you have someone like you who enters the picture and it's like, Hey, I've already fought this battle and I've already gone through all this stuff. So do you want to fight it and spend a whole bunch of money learning these lessons yourself? Or do you want to give me a little bit of money and then get coached through that process? I think that business coaches and life coaches are absolutely invaluable. Like you can't, you know, probably one of those things, like the more money you spend, the the better you're probably getting of a product because the information is just so vast. I don't know if you've heard of a little company called Hydra Flask, but a huge company, of course, I'm joking, huge company that makes these tumblers and stuff like that. And I had the founder on my show and that's, you know, kind of similar to what he's doing is not business coaching, but he's saying, I went through all that manufacturing 
process making this product? And do you want to spend all the money flying to China to figure out how you're going to get everything made? Or do you want me to give you the blueprint for a lot less money? And it sounds so similar to me with you. It's like, hey, I'm super successful with a company that I make money on that I don't have to be at every day. So I can focus on teaching you how to do the same thing. And I really do. I like that. I know that we kind of got on a tangent with Power Up, but so tell me a little bit about Premier, like how you kind of started that, grew it. I don't know, maybe you can connect it to how you wish you had somebody, you know, like a Power Up back then that could have helped you out. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the organization I started when I was 19 years old, going in, fixing exercise equipment, maintaining it. And just over time with experiences, getting punched in the face, learning from those those moments, being able to modify is uh, obviously how I incrementally grew as a, as a business owner. But uh, again, being able to have that guidance early on would have been helpful. But that organization grew from just a, a service-based transaction to ultimately with some capital being created because I couldn't afford it at the onset and credibility being created in the market with our, our customers. It grew to where now today it actually is responsible for designing and conceptualizing new fitness spaces within hospitality. So hotels, apartment communities, corporations, professional sports teams. And so we basically facilitate these unmonitored fitness spaces so that users can come into a very comfortable, intuitive, inspiring fitness space. And so I would say, yeah, right around 2018, when I hit that wall, is when I really started to prioritize good business content from those who have done it before. And I think the one thing that really stood out to me as I engaged with that is wasn't necessarily every new piece of information I learned, but it was there was a quite a number of concepts or tactics that I utilized that actually had a name for it. And so that was almost just as powerful, realizing I had I had a tool that I already, I already possessed the tool, but now actually learning how to use it and apply it effectively was a massive difference. So it wasn't always just the new information and insights I received. It was also learning how to more effectively use those traits that I'd been operating with. And so, you know, power up to be able to bring it all together for businesses. I, I would have easily cut, cut my lead time in half in terms of building my organization up to this point had I had that, that resource. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, business coaches, mentors, you got to have somebody. It's just like a parent. Your parent went through a bunch of stuff and, and, uh, I fight that battle every single day with my kids. You know, they, uh, start getting rowdy in the house and I'm like, Hey, calm down, settle down. You're in a home. And then they slip on the tile and they hit their head. And I'm like, this is what I was telling you about. This is, this is everything I was trying to warn you about. Yep. And you didn't listen. And I bet it's gotta be frustrating seeing companies go through some problems where you're like, Hey, I tried to tell you, I tried to sell you, you didn't want to hear it, you know, kind of the same thing. It's like, I can just steer you away from certain areas and get you in the right spot. Is power up like a monthly expense for me, or is it depending on the echelon that I'm in? Is it a one-time fee and we kind of get there? Or, uh, I know sometimes that, you know, it could even be like an hourly agency rate, depending on what you need, you know, just kind of go through that. Obviously I'm sure pricing varies, but you know, what am I looking at? roughly if I wanted to do something like this with you? Absolutely. We have programs that range from just a a two-day crash course. We call it the course correct. Just a deep dive for me to come in and and support businesses, uh, being able to observe their culture, observe their processes, and for me to just give them those quick bite-sized bits of value that uh, in and of themselves that is 
incredibly impactful. And then that follows up with a report where we provide them with exactly what we saw and execution points that would provide them with the most impact. While there might be a lot of other areas we would comment and support them with, if they're just looking for the high notes, that's a two-day experience. And then we have uh, everything that ranges from top level deep dive where we're coming in for three months and working with them directly to get all their systems up to speed and at max capacity and then everywhere in between. And uh, it's a combination of the co- of our coaching platform, being able to get them interacting with these pivotal concepts and, and put the wheels in motion for them to build it out for their particular use case, as well as regular mastermind calls, being able to brainstorm the actual details of their specific situation, their market. So it is it is quite exhaustive, as exhaustive as the company is interested in, but yeah. uh, guaranteed to provide revenue impact as well as uh, cost impact. And what you mentioned about your father not giving you advice for 2022, business is not as usual. Yep. Over the past five years, but most specifically the past three years with COVID, Everything has been expedited and we are in a different uh, digital business world, which is really exciting. Very exciting for those businesses who are evolving and perceiving what's happening. Some tremendous ways to be able to optimize as well as reduce costs and increase in efficiency and presentation. But it's so key, no matter how it happens, that these businesses are catching the understanding that I've got to, I've got to make some adjustments because even if I'm successful today... I've got to make sure I'm staying uh, relevant in the future and it is going to be quite different. Yeah. Cause I'll tell you who it's terrible for are those companies that are stuck in the past that didn't pivot, that didn't change and make some type of adjustments for it. You're a hundred percent correct. I know we talked about fitness earlier. So are you kind of in like a niche market or does this really kind of apply to any business? With regards to how your ideal customer, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like who are you looking for as a customer, you know, is a, a mechanic, for instance, a good fit for your your business model, you know, what you're training, or are you looking for like a specific industry? I love that. That's a great question. So my, my company is a, a service organization where we send out technicians into the field to do both service as well as installations. And then we, of course, have the back-end infrastructure inside of our offices. And so service-based companies, whether that's a hair salon that sets appointments or a plumbing company, heating and air conditioning, it's going to be a very similar business model that's supported by and directly related to Premier Fitness Service. But truthfully, retail, manufacturing, these are all businesses that will be supported with the tools, the concepts that, that we have. The, the, the big pieces, the big pieces that are really going to lead to dramatic success are going to be something that can be translated to any organization. There are a few minor intricacies with regards to scheduling of services that I specifically enjoy helping uh, service-based companies with, but these concepts definitely apply to to all industries. Yeah, that's kind of what I saw was that service provider stuff whenever I was you know, doing my normal show prep stalking and all that on your uh, profiles and stuff. So I saw it looks like you have a YouTube channel. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. And is that just like kind of giving away some of those freebies, tips and tricks, little pieces of information or why should I follow you on social media? Yeah, look, and it's really more of a passion for me. If you see any of my content, it's just mostly just top of mind things that I'm, <laughs> I'm gung ho about in the moment on yep. the day. And 
And it really is designed, it kind of go, goes back and, and forth between business owners, business leaders, and the workforce and employees. Because just as much as I feel passionate for business owners catching the message, it's a trickle down effect that needs to start with business owners to change our work environments, which are toxic and terrible. And it just makes me sick to think that people are subjected to these bad leadership qualities. And it's really not so much of the intent of the leader to operate in these in these ways with these characteristics, but it's just they're burnt out. They're mentally smoked and they have this perception that nobody cares, but really they're setting the, the standard and sending the wrong messages. So my content really deals with both sides of the aisle. And truth, truthfully, both sides need to hear essentially the same information because uh, another critical point to that is there's no such thing as employee and employer titles. It's only client and vendor titles. So employees really need to see themselves as their own brand, as their own business. They are a vendor for the customer, which is the company that they work with. And by doing so, it's a focus now not on exchanging time for money, because that's not really what uh, businesses exchange when they hire somebody. It's exchanging value for money, for more value. And so by educating employees and employers, it really kind of bridges that gap of understanding, which is so vitally necessary right now. And uh, that's really what my content is all about. So share it with your your friends and your family, your your team members, your employees, and take it in as well. It's going to help you. Yeah. I mean, we always share those links down below in the show notes because um, we want people to get that value. And we're the same way. It's like anything we can release, we'll give you all the secrets because what it comes down to for us as a service provider is that once we give you all the secrets and you see how much crap we go through to get some of these jobs done, you're still going to want to hire us for most of it. So it's perfectly fine if we can educate you to handle some of it and then be a partner for you and a teammate for you going forward, then that's what we're all about, man. But I, I love that. If I could say, if I could just add to that, I mean, you, yeah. you're exactly right. Giving away value and giving away your best stuff, the value is going to return back to us here at Power Ops. So that's not a concern. So really for any of your audiences, uh, let's just make it a special offer for the show. If your audience would like some one-on-one support and, and is dealing with a critical pain point right now, I'd like to offer my service to support them with that item for, for absolutely free. And truthfully, it's, it's really about impacting people and businesses before it is about making profit. Like I'm good. Like my, my company is working and we're fine. Now it's really about me fulfilling my purpose to impact others. And and so I love that you brought that up. Thank you for, for saying that. That's so, so key for us. Yeah, it's huge, man. And, and I'll tell you too, building off of what you said earlier, first of all, none of our listeners can complain about this episode because they've already gotten a value. And they learned something. But if I could leave personally our listeners with something, it's that even if you're listening right now thinking like, why am I even still tuned into this? I'm not a business owner. This doesn't pertain to me. What you said is perfect. It absolutely does. Because it's that ownership component that I spoke about earlier where I have that here. And it's like, if you're listening to this and you're like, my company doesn't do this, then tune into the social media stuff, call them and get a free consultation and listen to that kind of stuff and say, you know what, these are things that my company needs to be doing. And you may just be an employee, but this is a lesson I take from the fire services that every single person is a leader. It doesn't matter if we're talking about at work, at home, at church, at, you know, wherever you hang out and spend your time in your hobby or, or whatever you do. 
everyone has the ability to lead others. So if you can listen to someone like our guest today and take any tidbits from him that you could take back to your employer, first of all, it's only going to help to improve the system you have at work. And second of all, if your employer is not receptive enough to make those changes or explain to you why they do what they do with a good answer, it doesn't sound like a place that you need to be. It sounds like you need to be somewhere that does support some of these goals, similar to what we're talking about today. So that'd be my call to action is learn these things and implement them at work, even if you're just the janitor, because you should be just as important in that building as the CEO. I would just say too, if there's anyone listening right now that's not a business owner and you're tuned into this type of content and you're not quite sure if you can make it as a business owner, like go ahead and just check that box. Yeah. Like I wish somebody would have told me that as I was building my business, just by nature of you tuning into the content, being interested in it and being able to wrap your mind around the significance of it qualifies you to do big things. There's definitely a lot of hard work moving forward to make it happen. But the bar is so incredibly low right now. Customer service is almost non-existent. There's so much opportunity out in the world right now, especially as things get shaken up. So if you were looking for a time to jump in and really add value to people, you're going to make it. Now it's a matter of just finding that pain, but the mentality is really what's most important. So uh, I love what you're doing here, sir. This is, this is incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I can't thank you enough for being on and I hope that you're not one of those guests that just disappears. Like we have to stay in in contact and uh, produce some content together or something because really and truly this episode has been one that I have probably been the most fired up about in a long time. And I've had some great guests on, so I'm not throwing shade at anybody else, but it just aligns so well with where I come from a business perspective. And I, I think that you brought some awesome value to our listeners. And I hope that we got all the information out today that you wanted to get out about your company. I guess let's kind of run through how we can contact you and take you up on that offer and start doing business with you. Absolutely. Just go to our website, powerop.com, P-O-W-E-R-O-P.com. And uh, just send us a chat, hit us on contact, reference this podcast, and uh, we're going to know what you're all about. Perfect. Well, Perry, thanks for coming on here, man. Thanks for dropping all these knowledge bombs on us and being a part of it. Truly, we did enjoy this quite a bit. Absolutely. No, my pleasure completely. And we definitely won't be strangers. We didn't begin to scratch the surface with everything that we can do or just, oh, yeah. I, I can tell there's a lot more conversations you and I can enjoy. So we'll, we'll do it again and uh, definitely get, get that value out there. I'll Thanks tell you so what, we'll, we'll set a goal for ourselves and something our listeners can tune into. Once we go live with this episode, maybe we can hop on like an Instagram live or I don't know if you have enough followers on TikTok yet to go live. I don't. I'm getting close, but still far away on that one. But we can hop on a live and then maybe just say, hey, you know what? Something that you didn't hear about on the show is this. Drop some more knowledge and then just see what you think of the episode once you had a chance to listen to it. I love that. And let's get some questions. Let's get some disagreements. Let's shake it up. I'd love to be able to handle some real world situations. That's really where the best conversations come from. I agree. So I love it. Let's do it. 100%. Awesome. Well, listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Small Business Origins. 
We can't thank you enough for tuning in every single week and supporting the guests that we have on this show. You've heard everywhere you can get in contact with Power Up and with Perry. So make sure you find him on social, like his content, comment on there, put those questions you want to hear when we go live, and make sure that you're just interacting with our guests because even if you never spend a dime listening to this show and showing support on social media means more to our guests and more to us than you could ever imagine. But that's it for us here. It's been another podcast, another episode, another small business origin story. And y'all know the drill. As always, stay beefy, my friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Small Business Origins. I love an origin story. If you like what you just heard, leave us a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. You guys, check this out. They're going to love it. You're going to love it. 